So today's episode's a little bit different. I was sitting with dinner with my wife and we we're having an interesting conversation about our exes and about how we sort of have fallen into the trap of cycles of abuse and those sort of things. And we were having this sort of discussion and I thought that it would be quite interesting to record it and share it because I feel like we often have interesting conversations that if they could be captured and shared would provide a lot of value. So that was the the, the premise of the idea at the start of the conversation and that's where we sort of start off but as you'll quickly hear we sort of go down a lot of different tangents and rabbit holes and we talk about different books like this book called Reinventing Your Life which Maria has found a lot of different benefits from. We talk about one of her friend's family members who literally met a guy who was a slave for 20 years, knocked out, captured, and then enslaved. We talk about differences between cultures. For example, her family's Russian, my family's Western, so the the different cross-cultural things and how that interplays. We talk about mental health and the importance of seeing a therapist and our own backstories and our own journeys there. It's quite wide-ranging. It's quite fun. There was a lot of laughter and a lot of joy. I had a lovely time recording this episode and we'll probably be doing some more, but I want your feedback on it. If you enjoyed this sort of podcast, if you want to hear more like this, please let me know and I'll have Maria back on the podcast. Either way, it's quite wide-ranging. I think you'll love it. Let's get into it. So prior to recording, we were having a conversation about our exes and you know the different red flags and all that sort of stuff yeah and, yeah and you, you said to me that you know like you're you're trading you, you're trading up you know every time you, you your standards are growing every time oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate that and I take that as a compliment <laughs> <laughs> yeah well. but um then then you said then you mentioned saying about you know your, your ability to spot red flags uh is improving yeah and then you were talking about how people sort of gravitate towards people that are triggering to them in a sense. Yeah, basically they they do. Like there's these things called schemas or life traps. So basically you develop a way of seeing the world from your past and especially dysfunctional like past. And there's actually like an outline in psychology about all of this. And there's like certain life traps that people find themselves in. And then the the problem is that people that you meet that kind of remind you or feel like home or treat you the same way that your mum did or whatever it is, they make you feel like home but they also kind of trigger you at the same time but that actually provides chemistry in a relationship. Yeah, can you, can you go down on that? Because that was the interesting part. Yeah. Like, a, like the scheme thing, the overlay and like sort of like, you know, following patterns of your past. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. The the new thing that was sort of fascinating to me was you were talking about the, that sort of chemical. Attraction. The chemical attraction, the chemical yeah. trigger. Side note, on our first date, I'd read a um, pickup book. Oh, that, <laughs> that day? At some Not stage, that day. Okay. at some stage, that suggested <laughs> that a great place to go on a date or to ask someone out to do a first date is like roller coastery stuff because it's heightened emotions. Yeah, and also it suggested to give the person chocolate. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just randomly associate you with chocolate. So I did yeah. both. Of and those did you just have chocolate on your bag? I can't even remember now. I, I was offering you know, the the Cadbury roll oh, box yeah, chocolate. Oh yeah, it was nice. Yeah, because okay. it was. See, yeah, associated course, me with course, roller coasters and, and chocolate. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Not that you went on a roller coaster with me that day. Yeah, we did. Did we? We certainly did. Oh, 
Mm, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, of course we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's not the uh, actions that matter. It's the connection of chocolate. It's to... how you made me feel. No, we went on the lay down pull one and it went spin, spin super fast. I do not remember that. Well, we, we didn't. Okay, I believe yeah. you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're saying in that same sense mm-hmm. that heightened emotions and triggers and those sort of things mm-hmm. from the negative sense, yeah. you know, the, your, your, your parents or people from your past mm-hmm. or whatever was triggering from an emotional reaction. Yeah. That chemical structure, like how would you describe that chemical structure? Um, I don't know about the chemical structure, but it's like a psycholo- psychological trap almost. It, it's like you feel at home with a certain type of person. Like if your parents weren't able to be there for you and somebody comes along and they want to be there for you, you're going to actually think that they're needy and too much because you're going to say, well, I've never been treated like this. What are you doing? Get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Like So unless you address... Your own psychological traps, you're going to just naturally feel uncomfortable, right? Someone treats you, if if your life in the past has not treated you very well and someone comes along and starts treating you well, you're going to actually be like almost disgusted and kind of put off, right? So at the same time, if someone comes along and is that little bit distant or playing games a little bit and you're like, oh, I actually feel a little bit at home and this is what I'm used to and stuff like that, you actually get... High chemistry, I can't fully explain it. Like, there's books you can read which I can recommend. But, like, the chemistry in the relationship goes through the roof. So it's those relationships you hear about where, like, you know, they're yelling and crying and then making love and this and that always going on and lots of drama and, you know, because they're both actually kind of triggering to each other but then they love each other but then they they want to argue and... Um, and they think it's love because... Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, um, you also maybe, if you had some dysfunction in the past, don't know what real love actually looks like, um, or what a healthy relationship actually looks like day to day. Um, and so you're not, not sure what to base it on. So you, you think, oh, this is love because I'm feeling lots of stuff. And if you've had dysfunction in the past, you might have a lot of numbness or emptiness inside you day to day as well. And so if someone comes along and starts like making you feel through the roof, up, down, up, down, you're like, wow, I'm actually in love. But um, apparently that's actually a huge red flag. If you've got 10 out of 10 or um, 8, 9 out of 10 chemistry with someone, that's actually a red flag. So 9 out of 10 chemistry with someone, no. <laughs> You run. So, so you're saying if you're if you're too got too much chemistry, it mm-hmm. can actually be bad. It is definitely bad. Yep. Because you're actually that chemistry stuff should only be a part of the relationship, and a healthier relationship where the person's not arguing, treating you good, treating you bad, triggering you, upsetting you. Um, the chemistry will be lower. You might be looking at a six or a seven, but you've got a lot more of the good stuff. You've got stability, you've got care and love and, you know, but the actual chemistry is lower. 
but it, you should be, you know, apparently. I mean, I just read about this. Like, I don't, I'm no expert, but, um, you know, you, you're looking at a healthier relationship if the chemistry is that little bit lower. Why couldn't you have both? Um, I guess if you're feeling, I'm not sure, but the way I understand it is like, that chemistry is too like polar. Like it's, it's exactly, too, it's too you're much. You're saying if if you're like it's actually unstable. If you, yeah, okay. So so you're saying if if you literally like are so like passionate, you can't keep your hands off each other. That's going to lead to spikes. Yes. Sort of like you've gone so hard one way. Yes. You're suggesting it'll go so hard the other way. Yeah, and like if you can think of any relationships that you've had that have been like that, they may not have ended that well. Like I've had a few, and no, they didn't end very well, right? I. Can certainly agree with yeah. those words coming out of your mouth hole right now. Yeah, and you don't ever hear people <laughs> saying, "Oh, my wonderful husband, we've had this tumultuous, we fight all the time, we take drugs together, but we love it, and we've been together for thirty five years." You know, just don't like it doesn't happen. Like there's there's a very yeah. very rare, but oh, okay, I maybe, but yeah. like I don't think I've met anybody but that has had that story. Couldn't that just be a function of relationships? calming over time or do you think that it's just well if it's calmed over time then both of those people have um dealt with some of their issues and if they have calmed over time then great but then their chemistry has probably actually lowered look i'm no i'm no expert i'm just like Mm. um reading about it but apparently it's like a a actual research psychological like idea that yeah if you want to look at red flags in a relationship chemistry is a, a huge amount of chemistry is a, a red flag. Mm. I used to think it was romantic to have a huge amount of chemistry, but like, yeah, now now I know. <laughs> now I'm 30. <laughs> the things you learn when you're 30. Um, yeah, so if you're looking at someone that really cares for you and supports you and um, and all of those things, but you're like a little bit less attracted than maybe you were to that high school boyfriend, but you're still attracted but maybe just not like about to die for that person. That's actually I'm right, I'm right here. Like you're looking right at my face <laughs> right now. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it's actually a good thing. So take heart. Mm. <laughs> we were watching, um, just as a side note on this, The the Flash, which is a terribly inane Awesome, I have a awesome lot show. of chemistry with The Flash, and I'm and not on, sure on, it's just, good for just, me. Just, like, just, let's just be honest. Let's just uh, shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're, um, there was a crossover episode where The Flash is like, the, the actor that plays him is like a 20-year-old stud who, like, shares his emotions and is I like... I wouldn't say he was a stud, let's well, just be honest. for the show's level of looks. He's a sweetie. He's a sweetie, and he's, like, lovely and he's nice. And anyway, they did a crossover episode where they crossed over to the uh, Green Arrow universe, and mm-hmm. this guy's a gruff slightly fat looks like he's constantly on drugs guy fat but he may be on drugs but he's not he's he's not good looking and then you're watching him and you're like oh i just hate this character oh (laughs) i just hate this character and then you look up at me you're like huh he looks like you a little bit (laughs) there was a physical resemblance that's all i said how dare you you then went on to notice a different so so now that we related so so now that we're coupling that with the uh well look you're not that passionate about the person's looks and such, but you got no, other stuff. No, that's not what it's like. No, that's not what it's like. You're definitely taking this the wrong way. Um... Well, I do have BPD, <laughs> so I'm entitled to. And you're my husband, and we're talking about Yeah, fine. Um, so it's more like 
Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I guess you. What? What did I do? Delayed, delayed, um, delayed joke. You're like, and you're my husband, playing the the logic of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get it, but I got it. Uh-huh. Followed up. Yep. Um, no, it's more like like a really sweet, nice man might get looked over if you're looking for no passion drugs and news i mean i look i don't know about the flash himself like whatever but don't don't try and back out of calling me green arrow (laughs) definitely out of the two of them um (laughs) you're right too (laughs) no i'm so right he's angry and sullen doesn't know how to do his emotion anyway (laughs) he tries a sweet man he's nice he tries he's been to jail for seven months and i don't know why he lost his some sort of backstory issues, and he's clearly he's clearly not keeping it together. He has poor definitely fella. more issues than you do. Let's be honest, way more. Um. Anyway, it's more like imagine when you're back in high school and you're like, "Who am I going to go out with?" And there's a really nice, sweet boy that obviously is like really nice. You're not even interested, right? Because you're actually looking for that. Spark. It's huge amount of char- um, chemistry. It's it's not that there would be no spark with the nice boy. It's just that we're almost like conditioned to look for that drama. Or I don't know when, I don't know why, but but then like as you get older and you're actually looking for a healthy relationship, that nice boy, you're never going to be like ripping your clothes off in the nightclub with that boy because he just, he wants to provide you a nice home. And have five children with you. And he doesn't want to go to a nightclub because he's going to be tired in the morning. I'm right here. I know. You're staring right at my face. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what they're getting at. This is psychological theory. I did not make all this stuff psychological up. Psychological theory? Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I've got the book right here. Reinventing Your Life by Jeffrey Young and Janet Klosko. You should read can you, it. Can you, it is amazing. Can you um, read the, the Breakthrough Program to... Never end to, to end, end negative behavior and feel great again. Yeah. Look, it sounds good. I've not read the book, but I'll put a link down below yep. so people it's can It's really grab good. It. It's about life traps and basically why. Can I just talk about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'll, really I'll, link, I'll link. So, so side note, this was actually quite soon different. Maria is, um, f- she... I'm quite atheistic in my oh beliefs my and Maria's oh a little God. bit more free-flowing in okay. spiritual so we just happened to have like we're just talking about this and she's like and we, I talked about just recording this episode and she's like but I don't know this theory and she's like and I, I don't, have the up, book. don't have the book she looks over and it's randomly in a pile that your mum just gave my mum just gave to you randomly so I look at that as just a healthy coincidence you look at that as uh, fate it's called serendipity serendipity so, stop being so, like so, so anyway yes please tell people about this book that we just literally so, so we literally just pulled it off the shelf that we didn't know we had but we were talking about it separately so serendipitous fate random coincidence whatever go for it tell, yeah. us, tell anyway, us about okay, what is right. the book reinventing your life yeah so we're talking about schemas or life traps so th- these guys have done Lots of research with lots of different people and they're saying that people fall into these different traps when they've had dysfunctional pasts for whatever reason, right? So if you don't know that this is happening to you, you have no control over it. But if you can acknowledge that it's happening, then you can learn how to have control over it. So for example, the abandonment life trap, the please don't leave me 
right? So if you've got that, you are always desperately worried that people are going to leave you. So then there's like signs and symptoms that come with that, like you won't let your husband out of the house or you call your husband all the time because you're like, are you leaving me, blah, 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 right? So you can see there's some obvious issues there when it comes to, you know, functioning in day-to-day life. What's that one called again? Abandonment life trap. Okay. So then there's... um, Mistrust and abuse as a life trap. So you think that you can't trust anybody because you've been hurt before. So you're always looking for, and this might be subconscious. You don't, you might not be thinking it. You might just have a feeling of nervousness, but subconsciously you're always looking for somebody that's hurt you, that you're always thinking, yeah, but you're going to hurt me, you know? So you can't actually open up to people. Then the next one, emotional deprivation, which is like always thinking, I'm never going to get the love I need. You know, so you you don't know why I should bother. Then there's social exclusion as a life trap. I don't fit in. So this is like maybe at high school you got bullied or something like that. And then you you internalize all these ideas and it becomes a schema is like, it's like beer goggles. It's like a filter that you start to look look at your life through. So if you've got an internalized belief that you don't fit in, you might have a natural fear of, um, social situations because you're like well I'm not going to fit in so what's the point right and then there's no so, so, so then what happens so you acknowledge there's a test you can do there's like a questionnaire um, you should see a psychologist if this is interesting to you <laughs> is the short answer <laughs> and tell them and ask them about schemas yes and such. that is exactly what I've done um, and they recommended Almost. this book. <laughs> but assuming you're doing all those things, um, we will continue. <laughs> I I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest everyone sees a therapist. Hey, I, it should be maintenance. I'm about to employ my my second therapist. I've got a psychologist mm. yep. who's helping me goodly, but I've been going through some rough mental space mm-hmm. times at the moment, and I'm considering having some medicine. So I'm yep. considering. Well, I have, I've got an appointment to see a second therapist to talk through the medication options on top of yeah, the therapy. Okay. So get the book, read the book, and then get a real trained buddy to Yeah, and it's like get it into you. It's maintenance. It's like you take the vitamins and probiotics before you get sick because it prevents it. It's, it's like that, you know. It's not like I'm only going to see a psychologist when I'm in crisis mode. You know? I, I have a prehab day. For exercise now, I'll just put that in. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Because prehab doesn't stop me from training and doing my martial arts and exercising every day. Whereas yeah. rehab sounds terrible. So, you know. Yeah, rehab is awful. Don't don't let it break so, yeah, you. Put, put the work in. Get fire. it in there. Get yeah. it in there. Even if you're like sort of okay, you can be better. Get down there. Anyway. <laughs> I, anyway, assuming you're doing on, all so those I put, things. I put, I put a post online that said, um, Something along the lines of everyone should get a therapist. Mm. And like, I had some negative feedback. Okay. People being like, to it, taking offense. How dare you? How, how dare I? But like, they're my followers. So I'm clearly talking about mental health stuff. It's so, called so, no, no, mentoring. So, no, no. So, so like, they're, they're upset at me for suggesting everyone should get therapy, but they're following me. And I'm like, talking about mental health yeah. stuff all the time. Look, always it's... talking about getting therapy. So it's like, it's, it's you a trap. probably should get some therapy. Yeah. But I think, like, everyone, just to be able to just talk. Well, and everybody needs to talk to someone. That, that's what I'm Absolutely. saying. Like, talk, talk and just 
just Absolutely. have people listen and that's an expert that's like, hey, hey buddy, um, I'm listening to you actively, but also have think, you considered reading this? this. Have, yeah. you, have you considered reading this? Oh, 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 okay. Sorry, I, I, I want to get back to the book. Yeah, but yeah, sure. While we're here. Mm-hmm. I was talking to you about my most recent therapy sessions. We're, we're talking because, you know, you're a great person to talk to. Oh, thank you. And um, then I said, oh, I'm like, my psychologist said something. And you're like, oh, what? And I opened up my phone. I'm like, checking through. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm checking through the notes that I took during my session. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell mm. us more about that. And and I, um, I assumed that was a... Uh, prudent and good thing to do mm-hmm. because my idea is that I'm seeing an expert who's literally talking about me mm-hmm. who's trying to help me mm-hmm. so wouldn't it be good to be able to review the notes because if mm-hmm. you talk to someone for an hour mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you talk to someone for an hour you, you, you're remembering the the first and last I'm a teacher this is why I, this you're a go- teacher. I can mm-hmm. yeah side note if anyone coaches with me I like when I coach people I take notes and give it to that them. That is a wonderful like, idea. Like, like, as I'm talking, as I'm, like, teaching jiu-jitsu, I'm like, oh, I showed you this, I showed you this, I showed you this. That then I, like, give them the notes. Idea. Or My singing teacher does that and emails yeah. it to me. Yeah, Do you yeah. think I read them, though? <laughs> 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 oh, but I, you know, I know they're there. I know they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag teacher knowledge. If you review content, like, that's been, like, rehashed from a different perspective, yep. like, you, you were there... And then you take your own notes, okay, and then me. if your teacher gives you notes, yep. like the more you the more you interact with different material, the 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 better you learn. I'm going to start reading her notes. It's a great idea. Because mm-hmm. like if you're getting singing notes, singing, mm-hmm. yeah, you're only remembering the last five minutes of her instruction, like literally. Yeah. So you're wasting enough. like, take notes, damn <laughs> So Zach's there with his psychologist for an hour with a notepad. Just, just, Not a notepad, just notes writing. in my phone. Oh, he's got his phone out and, with and a notepad. No, it's, it, look, let's just let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. Like each one was like maybe three to five dot points. And how many total were there for an hour session? Three to five dot points. That's what I'm saying. So like it's not like excessive okay. notes. Well, I think it's a great idea. But I've never seen anybody or heard of anybody in my life that did that. But if it's anyone, a wonderful idea. If anyone takes notes already prior to this discussion, please contact me. Oh, please do. Um, just shoot me a message on social at Zach P. Phillips and be like, dude, I uh, take notes mm-hmm. and, you know, start taking notes if you're not. Um, because I feel like... You can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. Actually, no, I know, I know someone I'm going to ask I her if she, if she takes notes and I will ask a guy who I think might take notes as well. I really want to hear if he's the only one. I think it might... I think the two of them may. Okay. Um, but I fearful that they may not (laughs) i believe that they are not and i will wait to be proven wrong so what we've learned here is that you need to review your notes from i do your your Mm -hmm. teacher is good enough to give you notes wonderful so so, he emails them to me so so what i need to do with my coaching clients is also message them and follow up and be like yo dude read the notes they haven't read your notes yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm. okay so so it would be so so okay future (laughs) clients will get the, the, the pestering follow-up to do their homework, basically. You should probably, like, ring and be like, tell me what my notes said. <laughs> do you think you're not the best one to be coached? Do you reckon other people might? Do you reckon it's, like, you're just adverse to that? Like, is it a you thing or is this just do you reckon a general thing? Are you speaking for everyone right now or just I'm for you? I'm speaking for everyone. We're not reading your notes. 
I mean, it's cool. Like, it's nice. I don't know. If I was looking for some info, I'd go over them. What if What if you paid good money to mm-hmm. get coached? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, because like I charge I like to you. I charge like two hundred for forty five well, minutes. Right. I talked to you, didn't I? So, so people pay me. Yep. Two hundred dollars for forty five minutes of coaching. Right. And yeah, I send them you're notes. Right. I would now, if someone to... if someone's willing to put in that kind of money. Yeah, I'd probably take notes myself in that case. Would you read those notes? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a lot of money. I know. Mm-hmm. And you're choosing uh, to put, would... rather than put that money anywhere, mm-hmm. you could put it into like food, yep. coffee, or like clothes. Mm-hmm. You're going, no, no, I'm going to get coaching. Yep. To fix myself, to improve in some way, to do something, mm. to like for me with the psychologist, it's good money. To fix my brain space. I know, but it's funny. Like, you just don't think of it. Let's like go to the doctor and take notes. Like, you just don't think of it. Why don't they say to take notes? That's my question. I don't know. Like, 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 I have not ever, have I? Maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming I have at some stage had a teacher or someone say to me, take notes. Right. There's been things she's given me that's like, I'm going to write this down for you. Oh, good, good. So she has done that kind of thing. Well, she's sending you notes. You've got a good No, job. I'm talking about my psych, psych now. Oh, okay. Even the psych has... No, but she sets you homework and you mm. do the homework. Yeah, true. Yeah. But then I do the homework. That's right. Yeah. How funny is it when you do the homework that the psychologist sets and then you tell them and they get that look on the face of like, oh! Yeah, it's just joy, I think. How many... In a previous life, you were a therapist, which right. is basically like a physiotherapist, right? Yeah. And the research suggests that when the clients do the, do the exercises, they... Yeah. They get better. They get better, who, right? Who so they, they get bit more better from that than they do from the pokey. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. How many clients, how many people have you told to do rehab slash stretching slash whatever that do it? <sighs> Percentage-wise. I don't know. Because like, you saw like hundreds, thousands of people in your, in, your, in your day. 10 or 20%. That high? Well, that actually surprised. Like, is... like, I'll, I would hope, like, my answer is I hope more people do it. But I would be, I'm, I'm actually surprised that it's that high. I think it depends, like, how much I handled them about it and how, if I really explained, like, this is the bit that's going to make you feel better, not really as much what I'm doing. Um, did, did other people, I don't know, did you ever talk to other myos or physios about their rates of the people doing the homework? It was like the stretches and I stuff. I never looked at a percentage, but look, it's low. Like, the other thing is, it depends. Like, some people, they come and see a Maya because they're like, no, dude, like, I need this to get better. See, that's the sort of client I want. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's the, like, do you know that idea of, like, like in business and stuff, like, firing or hiring your client? Yeah. You know, like, like, physical businesses have this and manufacturing businesses and, you know, consulting businesses, mm. everyone has it that... Some clients just work well because it's like you're like you're you're geared for them. Yeah, and others and it don't. Just works, yeah. And you know when you're on the other side of that, like I, I, I don't know, so. like, like I've had some really terrible experiences with psychologists. Yeah. And it's like we just didn't. You just don't need to be there anymore. Yeah, I would yeah. have loved that psychologist to be like, if on their end, to be like, you know, clearly like this isn't working. Like it's okay. It's no, no, and so being like, hey, like, like that's okay. Like I can mm. recommend you someone that's more up your alley. Yeah. Oh. I think it's really sad that people might try a couple of psychologists and then decide that psychology is not for them. Um, oh, God, yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, what would you say 
about that? Like, what are you? I I go. I have an interesting approach with psychologists. Okay. I can't be fucked waiting to see if they're good. Okay. Now, I have the ability to do this because clearly I talk about everything and do everything yeah, online. Yeah, you're open, yeah. Um, I'm, it, it, look, it's, it's sort of like part of me opening up and I don't feel as much. You're confident like that as well, maybe? No, it's a, it's a dissociativeness. Oh, okay. And it's a, sort of like, I'm, I'm sort of opening up more and I'm talking about this. I've talked about this in, in a few of my podcasts and on my videos and stuff, saying yeah. how like feeling emotions and blocking off and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, anyway I have the ability to just obviously express myself yeah without getting too upset about getting it. too upset about yeah. it now don't get me wrong there is like there's a level of dissociation and then there's this like tumultuous upsetness and i do yeah. sort of pay the price after the fact yeah but okay my my idea is, is that i fuck it i'll just be like here you go here's everything and yeah. i just dump my story oh wow and be like hey you know what do you got for us buddy oh well that's an interesting approach actually <laughs> And some of them are great. Yeah. Others are, oh, no. Oh, like, like verbally shocked. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, You're actually a psychologist. Like, 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 what was the wording? What did I say the wording was? I don't remember. Just, oh, didn't endear. Yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> that yep. would have been, yeah, it's just, just, you didn't hit the emotional connection. So mm. then I learned that just screw that one, try a new mm. one. Because, like, think about with your teachers, right? You had teachers that you loved. You're talking about high school. High school, private school, yeah. whatever, that other kids hated. Yeah. And the ones that they hated, you might have loved. Okay. Because they're people. And some of them just sucked. Some of them everyone were awesome with. Mm. Some of them were very good at their job. Some of them were fun people but shit at teaching. Yeah. Some of them were shit people but awesome at teaching. Right? They're people. Yeah, okay. Right? Mm. So you could look and go, oh, there's a good teacher. So I used that logic applying that to myself and being Helps like, well. be a teacher choosing a psych. Sure. I mean, it was just, I'm just, this is how yeah. I thought about it logically. But like, I mean, if you know, if you're like a, like a cop, there'd be, you know, competent cops and less competent cops. Yeah, like, sure. You know, any profession, right? So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just tell them everything, get a quick read, and then I'll just move on and just go bang, 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 bang. And how many have you tried total? Not sure, but... Like 10, maybe? <sighs> yeah, maybe. Um, maybe a bit up or a bit less. Yeah, okay. I'm not 100% sure, because it depends on what you find as a psychologist and a counsellor. Anyway, there's been, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and sort of counselling people. And, yeah, yeah, yeah but, sure. But yeah, about 10, and just... Keep going until you find one that's good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, you don't have this attitude of, like, oh, well, psychology is not for me. You're like, no, I'm actually going to keep looking. I could easily have had that okay. had I didn't, had I not studied psychology at uni. Oh, that's what the like, secret is. Like, 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 just, like, just some of them were very unprofessional. Like, at one of them, I was literally counselling them. Yeah, Both okay. on their personal life and their business. Yeah, okay. Like, like, it became sort of me talking about... And them sort of literally taking notes. They took notes. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> on, like, how to run their social media and grow their business and yeah, that sort okay. of shit. Or, like... But, see, someone else may not have minded that as well. It's not about not minding it. Okay. It's not about, like, oh, that was a pleasant... No, no. It's, like, dude, you're, fi- you're trying to fix... Like, your job is to fix uh, my... Okay. ...mental state. Like, like, it's, like, you go to... 
someone goes to see like like a GP and then like it, it doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. They come there like vomiting, and then the GP's like, "Can you tell me how to like do what hashtags do I use? Like hashtag vomit? <laughs> like is that you know like." Okay. You know, like if you apply that it's to a, if you apply it to a physical injury, it's like, oh well, we had a great chat, but my legs kind of needing a cast here, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, it's not my job to coach her on. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. So fair had enough. have having you know, and there's been other bad experiences and all that sort of stuff. It'd be very easy to throw it all away. Mm. But because you have a psych degree, you're like, no, I actually understand. Not because I have a psych degree that. That doesn't preclude that. It's more that because I, the psych degree taught me and exposed me to different ideas of psychology and yep. the idea of, you know, see different people. It literally spelt that out. Mm-hmm. But it's more just the, the the reason, the thing that kept me going was knowing that some people are just shit at their jobs. Yeah. Some people fair. get through uni and they just suck. Yeah. Please get degrees. <laughs> Terrifyingly so. Yeah. That's one of the scariest things of becoming an adult. Yep. Is like having my thoughts. And then looking around at all the other adults going, oh, you're all just, mm-hmm. you're all just f- making this up. You're all just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. guessing, right? Yep. Nobody knows. <sighs> Why are we here? What are we doing? <sighs> so yeah, going down that path, um, everyone should see a psychologist because yep. mm-hmm. you're we all need filled help. with doubt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <that's right. laughs> anyway. And, back- and, and don't worry, your psychologist has a psychologist. <laughs> And that's, yes, the psychologist has a psychologist. Oh, fuck yeah, they do. (laughs) And they really need it after talking to all of us. Yeah, I, (laughs) I, I, I sometimes like, do you know, one of the things I do with my psychologist, I have to get like a psych that's more intelligent than me because otherwise, Mm -hmm. like more knowledgeable at psychology and more like, just like, just sharper because Mm. like, like I, I just, I test them. And if they don't know the like the the theory or the relevance, it's like how can you be of any help to me, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you apply the same logic when you got married? You are very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Sharper and knows more theory than you and testing and you, you come out with um <laughs> I think you do do all those things. <laughs> you come out with, with um we call them Russianisms, which is very uh politically correct of us but you're a russian so it's okay um side note uh listen to the motherland podcast on oh, yeah, where we talk talk this sort of sort of trash but more about the it's russian stories funny though not just about like yeah it's, it's, it is it is it is actually it is actually leaning towards more fun. there's a look no hang on let's, let's to be fair there is some it's basically all dark when you really go like we, <laughs> let's just let's just if you hang on let's just it's 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 just it's 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 Less dark because it's talking about not our mental states. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah. we don't live in there. Russia. Yeah, <laughs> so awkward. The what? What have we spoken about so far? The um, the the toilet bubbers. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the guy that drove us on his twenty four hour taxi shift. Yep, at one twenty down the yep, freeway. down the freeway that has one road sign that we saw. Mm-hmm. No seatbelts. No seatbelts. And with my um, son in, in my lap. And the end, um, you know, you could have been traveling from the, uh, the, 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 the circus. I should tell the story about how my mum has met a guy that has met a guy that was part of slavery in Abkhazia, which is near Georgia. We're going to get to that one. Let's put that on the list. Yes. Can mm-hmm. you, um, can we just, uh, let's just talk about this now because okay. I feel like 
we sort of need to. Can you run that run that by again, buddy? <laughs> we'll get back to the book. She, you're holding the book. You're super keen. I'm she's so like ready. this whole time. She's like, ah, super ah, ready. Can I go about the book again? Ah. <laughs> We'll, we'll come back he's to the book. He's so not as interested in the book as he is. No, 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 no. Look, 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 you're holding the book. you got a bookmark. We're going to talk about the keen. book. I know you're keen, but... Back to the slavery in Russia. <laughs> yes. Say, say that again. Your mum knows a guy who knows a guy who literally was a slave. Yeah, because he went... Oh, my God. I think he went on a holiday. No, so my mum just met a guy and he told this story about this guy that he met. So this guy, the, the slave guy... Um, I think in his 20s, went to Abhazia, which is like a little thing near Georgia, near Russia. It's a poor country and they don't have maybe as many boundaries as we do. Um, and he, um, I think he went out for beers or some, I don't know, whatever thing. And then, of course, he went out for beers, obviously, because, you know, he's in Russia. But, um... And he woke up and he was like on some guy's farm um, and they'd bashed him and they'd like chained him up. Holy and, shit. Yeah. And um, he lived there for 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. And the guy, the farmer was like, I need workers. So this is like, I need you to work my farm. So like, let's go. And if he tried to run away or say anything, they'd like hit him in the head. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so messed up. But that, that's what. Slavery is. That's what slavery looks like. Mm. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's there's shocking. no romance there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's shocking that it, like... So I think this was still, obviously, at least 30 or whatever years still, ago. Apparently there's more slaves now than there ever has been by number. No way! Apparently. No! Mm. Oh, that's disgusting. It depends well, on, no, no, but it also depends on how that study defines slave. So, like, this yeah, is okay. purely, like, one of those random internet facts. Well, I'd like to read more into that. Um, I feel like you um, will. Um. <laughs> but also, like, because the population is growing, even though all the those. percentage is lower, the actual number of people that encompass that percentage I think, would be higher. I think that's the that case. Kind of I, think, I think that's how that the math of it works. So the fact that the percentage is lower is actually a positive. But, look, I could be making that up. I don't know. The percentage could I don't know. Well, a lot of countries still have slavery. It's, um, you know, it's a thing. And yeah, um, you know, like these places, Georgia and Abkhazia, they're not actually in Russia anymore, but I'm pretty sure Russia itself has a bit of slavery itself. But these countries are like those poor ex-Russian countries that... Ex-Soviet Union. Ex-Soviet Union, sorry. Yeah, yeah, anyway, so it was like Criminal Minds style, like he got stolen, like a guy hit him in the head and stolen. Actually happened. Yeah, I mean, that's how... So some slaves, people sell their children and some slaves, I don't know if they get born or whatever that way but then other slaves they get stolen that's how yeah. people get slaves um you know and just just as a side note this is wasn't quite the russianisms that i enjoy about no it's not yeah, this is a... <laughs> but anyway so anyway this guy no he got away he got away in his 40s he found a way and he how got did, away how did he get away i don't fully remember but he found an opportunity one day and ran ran for it and you know actually got away years. yeah and that's how he met this guy to tell him the story you know that then went on to tell her mum i have to ask because yeah. the reliability of uh, chinese whispers here i have no idea <laughs> but you're not you're inclined to believe because of your personal experience growing up in it's not even that it's like i know that slavery is a reality yeah. in the world and this is the kind of way that it happens. So even if that particular man was lying, 
it highlights the fact that it does happen, I guess. Okay. Anyway, that's not exactly the way that we talk in the podcast. It's actually a lot more funny than this. Yeah, like you really um, you really doing a good job of selling the podcast there, buddy. <laughs> if you just laugh after, that makes it okay, right? I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> How, in this example, no. Okay. However, okay, this is the example of Russianisms. Now that yep. we're, have Tell you gotten your, your talking about slavery out? Yeah, it's out. Yeah, you sure? Yeah. You yeah. want to dwell on it a bit more? No, can, I'm, okay. I'm okay. So the Russian... Good. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk about more fun stuff. We do. <laughs> uh, mm. um, uh, anyway, <laughs> the, the Russianisms that, that you do is you'll... And I call it Russianisms, but it's an ethnic thing. And, and, and okay. uh, you know... Yep, no, that's okay. You will highlight a ridiculous truth. Mm-hmm. And then... You'll laugh at the person's face. <laughs> so, oh, you're, you're you're, can can we tell the story of your parents where they're holidaying him and how you ended up laughing at their face because of that situation? Well, that's how the slavery thing came. No, up. no, 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 no. Like, so the, the compound and how they travelled to the compound. And... Oh, okay, so my so this place of Pazia, the one with the slave story, that same place. So you're not really meant to go there. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like foreigners and it's like a really poor place area yeah yeah and they have a crime rate that i am not personally comfortable with mm-hmm. um anyway my parents like to go there for the beach and the fresh air mm-hmm. there's like seven buildings in a row like a compound that is where the russians go when they go there on holiday mm-hmm. and they're not meant to like go elsewhere because it gets too dangerous as soon as they've left that fenced off area. Now, just to clarify, <laughs> Sorry. you're not laughing at the sadness of that situation. No, of that course people, not. You're no. more laughing at the fact that your parents could choose to go somewhere on their holiday. Yep. They go there every year, by the way, for that, three weeks. That isn't... That isn't there. That isn't... <laughs> Compounded because of the massive amounts of crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your parents have the money to travel to yeah, an area do. that's... They have plenty of money. That's not mm-hmm. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like they choose Italy. to go there. Like Greece. Greek islands. No. Like they... Queensland. Queensland? <laughs> they like the fresh air. So there is a correlation between... A place not having too many buildings because they're too poor for buildings and not too many cars because they don't really afford cars very well and having fresh air. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my parents were like fresh air. So they're like, no, it's a nice place. It's really cool. Okay, so so <laughs> you highlighted this fact to them yeah, and then you laughed at their faces. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like we do that. And then they laughed about how Australian I am and how I don't want to go anywhere dangerous. And then I laughed that they were laughing and they laughed because I was laughing. So so from a... My culture is different to your culture. Okay, yes. <laughs> and I look at that and I'm like, my, my instant reaction to like that whole thing. Yeah. It's like fraught with like... Like anxiety? Uh, yeah. Like, you know, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's like pseudo-racist overtones, there's, like, laughing at people's faces, it's ridiculous. <laughs> there's a lot going on there that's the the the, the, the liberal westerner part of me Oh, I gets. see what you're saying. However, however, the, the, the you more... you got to put that aside. 
there's something also to be said about talking frankly and yeah. just highlighting that ridiculousness. Because this is the thing, you'll do that to me. Like I have have issues, obviously, with BPD, with like feeling accepted and you know, like like uh, this whole thing. So like, you'll say something and I'll highlight that fact to you, and you'll like say back to me, like you know, you're it's fine, I've got you, right? And you're doing that. Because you know, you do it in a laughing tone, but you're also saying the thing I need you to say, mm. but you're also saying it in a bit of a laugh as a little bit of like a nudge being like, hey, buddy, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, 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 hey, buddy, I got you, but also stop being, a, you know, you, you, you don't have to be so ridiculous about it. Like, I there's, think there there's is a lot... this cultural thing in Russia where you try and make a joke of it if you can. But it helps. It like, does help. That little bit of humor. It breaks the tension. Hell yeah. And like, yeah. like, this is the thing, like. It's almost like the overt laughter, like, cause I'm like, yeah, but you're laughing at my face and you explained to me that like, no, but that makes it okay. Mm. And that, this is, this is the Russianism, whatever. That, um, it helps because it's like, it allows you to just to, to just to be positive. It allows you to just dampen the mood, like yeah, lighten the absolutely. mood. Absolutely. I think it's like. Like, if I was actually upset, I'm not going to be laughing, am I? Like, there is this frankness, I guess, in Russia. But, like, no, but it's, it's, you still get your message across. You still get to say to your parents, like, hey, guys, I think that's batshit insane. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, yeah. You, but, like, like, like. But I'm this not is, about to have a confrontation this, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what, what it does. Like, and I yeah. use it back on you, but it allows us to speak to each other in a way that's using, like, if you just wrote the words out. Or like it, like it could be interpreted. Yeah, you know, but it's like frankness, but with joy and kindness that allows you to get the message across yeah. in a way that telling, telling, telling like sort of harder truths. Yeah, but it's like it gives such a soft landing because it's like you're actually laughing. There's no part of you that's resentful or angry because you're not like you don't like. Although you would never travel there, and you think your parents are ridiculous for holidaying in that spot. Yeah, I think they're ridiculous. And and you all had this massive belly laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're laughing at them for their ridiculousness. They're going, ho, ho, ho. Like, I remember when we were going over there, like, there was the geopolitical tension with mm. Russia and invading, like, where'd they invade? Um, Ukraine. Ukraine. Mm. And that was when, like, it happened, maybe, was it, like, a few months before well, we were Well, we going refused there? to go the year before, which is where it, when it actually happened. Yeah, and, 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 and your parents were like, oh, you Australians, nothing's happening, right? They had a good belly laugh about and, and, us and, being nervous. And, 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 and this is the thing, right? We were like, no fucking way. Like, look at the yeah. news. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like, like, freaking the US is going to get involved. What the hell? Yeah. We're yeah. not going to be in Russia when there's they like were a... like, we're not in the Ukraine, guys. So we're just like... <laughs> In Moscow, and then like and then and then, away. and then they were right, like yeah, of in terms they were. of like, yeah. well, no, look, what Russia, what the the Russian military on holiday, whatever the excuse was, oh yeah, who was holidaying in just a separatist movement in Ukraine that was yeah, completely yeah, not supported yeah, by the Russian whatever. government, and also not. we love Putin. Hashtag we love of Putin. Of course we do. <gasps> yes, your parents were right. We yeah. could have visited. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, mm. my parents like to holiday in Israel as well. And they're like, what of it? And you like to be 100% safe. I like to be safe. I mean, you can't always be 100% safe, but you still don't have to go somewhere that has civil war out in the streets. (laughs) There's a line. (laughs) This is me having a good belly laugh at my parents. (laughs) It's nothing 
you, that's the other thing. It's nothing you wouldn't say to their face. You're saying it to their face. I mean, I could barely laugh about it. <laughs> yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I too that's... do not want to go to a place where there is civil war on the streets. <laughs> Should I choose to spend my holiday somewhere? See, I had this realisation. We'll get to the book. It's I okay. Know. We're going to get back it's to the book. I'm um, patient. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> May as well get to the book. All I'm right, also... I'm excited. We're getting back to this. So okay, okay. so hang on. Life so... traps and schemers. Hang on, hang on. Just so... I'm going to get. I'm just going to very quickly go through them all. Can you just recap what it was about? Because it was a long time ago, and being the teacher that I am, I feel like we <gasps> just give me the quick summary. Okay, so we're going through the different <coughs> life traps you might have. So apparently these are it. So you're going to fit in here. And there's a questionnaire, and you might have a you might have one that really stands out. You might have three that all kind of what interplay. Were the, what were the ones that you've mentioned? So if we talked about abandonment, mistrust, and abuse, emotional deprivation, mm-hmm. social exclusion. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we've got dependence. Which is, I can't make it on my own, which is like if your parents were like way too protective and they would tie your shoes until you're 25 or whatever, and then you actually feel, it's called learn helplessness. You don't feel that you ever can tie your shoes because they tied your shoes. And then you need a partner that knows how to tie your shoes for you and like that kind of thing. That, that made me think of something. Yep. Go back to the book. It's okay. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, imagine someone that has a parent or like if one parent's like neglectful and distant and the other one's overbearing right that person is now learning half has half one schema half another schema and that's it that then so you'd have two you'd have two you can actually have two yeah you can have any combination i think there's like 12 total if someone had an abusive parent but that was also like a physically abusive parent that was also very much like giving them all of the stuff or like tying their shoes up, like very controlling. You might yeah, have and that can happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might have three or four that all interplay. And would that make deconstructing it harder? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So you, I think you have to start with the one that's affecting your life the most at the time. And the other thing is um, you can go up and down throughout your life. The other thing is you might relate to every single one, which I kind of did in a little bit. Like you might relate to... A little bit to every single one, but if it's not affecting your life, it doesn't matter because we all relate to different things. So you might mistrust people a little bit, but it doesn't really actually affect your life. So it doesn't really matter. But then there might be another one that you're like, wow, I actually really like live in that. That really bothers me. Um, let me just get through that. So anyway, there's vulnerability, which is like catastrophe is about to strike. So it's like paranoia, you know, I don't want to get on the airplane because the airplane's going to fall out of the sky and that kind of stuff. Then I'm worthless. Like it's a defectiveness life trap. So it's like there's something wrong with me. Um, You know, people aren't going to like me because there's something actually personally wrong with me. And this might be like because as a child there actually was something wrong with you like you had a limp you know and people teased you or it might be just the way people people treated you or you know whatever it so is it could be from perceived or actual yeah exactly yeah okay. um or it might be like you had a really big nose as a child so you felt there was something wrong with you but then you got plastic surgery and that actual thing is now gone but you still have that feeling lingering you know it's, it can be that as well then there's a failure life trap so i feel like i'm a failure so then you always might be trying to overcompensate, work too hard, workaholic, you know, I don't want to be a failure, that kind of thing. Then there's subjugation. I always do it your way. So it's like I want to please others too much. 
I want you to feel comfortable and I'm going to put myself down to make sure that you feel comfortable. And that might might have been like you had a needy or, or sick or, or something was wrong with one of your parents. And so you're always giving to them, giving to them. So then you start treating other people in your life that way as well because you're just used to that. Um, and then there's unrelenting standards, which is like it's never good enough. I'm not good enough. So you, you become like a perfectionist and you, you, nothing you do is ever good enough for yourself. And then the last one is entitlement and I can have whatever I want and that and it's kind of the opposite of some of the others where it's more like I'm happy to step on your toes because actually I'm the one that deserves this and not you yeah I, I can certainly relate to a bit of some of those yeah some, so I'd have to like read through it I think I'm I think I might read the book oh, I'm so excited oh. pass it over I've got many other books that I'm going to read first do you know the pile of, of books to just read? get it to the pile I'm going to read the um I'm in the process of reading the three books that have been recommended to me more than any other books, and I'm finally biting the bullet and not reading the books around those books. I'm oh, my going, God, like Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Get on it. It's amazing. Oh, four books that people keep reading. Actually, no, no, I am. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. The, yeah, the three books. Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Yeah. She's amazing. That's the one you, you and many other people have recommended mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. And a book on trauma. The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, yeah. I just read that. It's horrifying. We should do a podcast about it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly should do a podcast. Yeah. Love to dissect it with you. It's... Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will benefit mm. others. <laughs> I... Mm. And, and there's a um, book on... Um, <laughs> we've all we've all dissected it's a it's a very triggering book we should do a, a podcast on that at some stage when i'm we through. should it can have a trigger warning it will have well, this this podcast probably should have a couple yeah i think so i'll put them all uh the other one will have many more <laughs> it's, that's it's okay a, though it's needs to rough, be said needs to be said read. better out than in let's do it yeah look it's, it's, and you're better off listening to us talk about it than just reading it yourself and like crying in a corner on your own so they can read it after we've talked about it and then cry in the corner but mm. also Speak to a psychologist and get get a social support and put in a crisis plan before Definitely you Definitely do all those things you need to have way a... before you read it on your own. <laughs> way before... Anyway, it's fine. Oh, it's actually, about no, trauma. No, actually, no, actually, actually, I actually think it's okay to read on your own. Okay. I'll discard that back. I'm a bit sensitive. Yeah, I, I would actually say if if you've been recommended to read that book, you should definitely re- read the book. It is um, good. It is really good, actually. The Body Keeps the Score. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to talking about all that and... It reminds me of another book I I just read, which you're going to read now, which is um, mindfulness. Uh, what is it called? Mindfulness for trauma. Um, trauma sensitive mindfulness. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which draws a lot from um, the body keeps the score, and it talks about teaching people mindfulness meditation mm, if they've been traumatized, trauma sensitive, and all that sort of stuff. And that actually helped me. That's great. Meditate better myself. So I think we should do this again with some of these other books, maybe once we. I think we should. What do you think? Love it. Mm. I just want to say about this book though, like with the schemas, like. People um, get an idea in their head like, oh, this is just my personality or I really am weak or there really is something wrong with me or... I'm, I'm just this. I'm just angry. I'm just... Yeah. And it's like, no, actually not. That's actually incorrect. Like you definitely can get better. And like if there's something that's going on that it's like, well, I can't travel because yeah. I'm too afraid to travel or whatever it is. Like, no, like... You really can get better. You really can. And if it's entitlement, even they can get 
better if they actually seek therapy. Um, so I suppose there's a couple of things here. It's like how do you, how does one recognize that it's that their issue mm-hmm. is 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 one of these and not a personality thing, right? Because like someone might be shy, mm. but they also might be like you know schema level like withdrawn or like anxious or you know that yeah, sort of stuff. That's so, a really good question. There's a questionnaire that di- like delves right into it and the questionnaire is in this book as well or your local psychologist will be able to talk you through it like honestly <laughs> I know we keep saying that but like honestly but like just to quickly I've just opened it like which life traps do you have um is chapter two hmm. rate each of the next 22 statements in terms of how true each is of you okay so one is completely untrue of me and six is describes me perfectly Oh, um, let's do this right now. Work out what schema I all have. All right, let's do yeah. it. I'm you ready? excited. And if this is if this is terribly boring, we'll cut this and you'll just get the end of this right now. All right. So if it's not terribly boring, enjoy listening. Yeah, okay, no. I, Cause, look, cause I personally this think is, it's this, amazing. Well, so. well, look, we'll, we'll do this and hang on. What do I do? One to six? All right, so hang on I a second. I love these sort of questions. Hang on a second. Can hang you on, hear the sarcasm? Hang on a second. Hang yeah, on a second. This. So first, mm. rate how true the statement was of you as a child. Okay. If your answer would be different for various times in your childhood, choose the rating that best fits the way you feel in general up until the age of 12. So childhood that I know or felt? Yep. Then rate how true each item is of you now as an adult. Oh. Yeah, it's real crushing. shit. It's yep, crushing. If your answer would be different for various periods of your adult life, choose the rating that best applies to you in the past six months. So they're very kind of, it's all over the place. Like you might've felt something as a child and then you don't really think you feel it now, but maybe you've gotten over it or maybe it's still lingering. So they've kind of put that in as well. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. So do you want me to actually draw in the book? Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Okay. So number one, I find myself clinging to people I'm close to because I'm a friend, afraid they will leave me. Oof. Is it completely untrue, mostly untrue, slightly more true than untrue, moderately true, mostly true, or describes you perfectly? I'm going to actually um, backtrack on doing this here because I'm going to need to think about this. Yeah, it's tough. And do okay, it, and no, do it I personally. think you're right. I Hang on, read, think just because just like, I want to actually, I wanna actually go, go through, through the emotions. Can you, give, can you say, say a couple more? Because yeah, like, I'm looking yeah. at this going like, I really need to really think about that. I think, you, I think we just realized how in-depth this is. Yeah, go on. Yeah, like... Um, because like, I'm looking at that going, yeah, that's really, um, would be intense and it would be quite hard for me to just come up with it on the spot. It wouldn't and, be a fair read. Yeah. And it's too much for people to be like listening to that whole process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I just, I just <laughs> realized how long this would be. Can you just read out? Um, cause I, I look at that and go, yeah, uh, I can, I can definitely feel that clinginess and stuff. Can you, can you read out just, just read like out another, few. like read out like number eight there? Yeah. Okay. So number eight, my parents and I tend to be over involved in each other's lives and problems. My parents and I. Can you read another My one? My parents and I. Okay, so yeah, let's let's just let's read a couple of out. Um I am usually on the lookout for people's ulterior motives. I don't trust people easily. I cannot let my guard down. I worry more than the average person. I worry that I will lose money and become destitute. Some people have that worry. They're gonna lose all their money and become destitute. That's that's a schema. I have not had someone can, to nurture I can, me. I can certainly relate to that. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. Just really? like this feeling of like the world's going to crash down and... Yeah, right. And like... um. I do not have that feeling. 
very much. But no, it's. I'm glad I, that look. Like I'm glad that one of us had that feeling. <laughs> from <my perspective>. just, <laughs> we both don't worry about money. But then, if you you know, like I like yeah. Look, you need no, but like there's a healthy yeah. level. That's right. And I was then just there's like say chronic that. level of yeah. Some of these things are a small amount of all these things is healthy. The problem is when it becomes so bad that it actually is affecting you in a yeah. negative way. Um, so here's a good one. I am not as intelligent or capable as most people when it comes to work or school. You know, mm. it's actually probably you're just feeling that. You probably are as intelligent as most people. Well, the average person is average. Exactly. That's exactly right. I often feel inadequate. Just just you know, on that, blah, blah, blah. there's there's a there's an interesting sort of psych stat that suggests that the majority of people rank themselves better looking, more intelligent, smarter, fitter than yeah. the average person. If you ask the average person to rank themselves out of ten, they'll give you a seven. Yeah. But the average should be a five. Yeah. So that means every not everyone. Most people yep. think that they're better than most people. Yeah, well, actually... Which is probably helpful as a human to feel like you're better thing. than average, right? You, you probably want yeah. to feel like... Because imagine like trying yeah. to approach someone for a date or for a job if you thought you were less than average. Because yeah. that would be crippling. It is crippling, right? yeah. yeah. If, but so from, if I'm thinking more like evolutionary now, like from a like yeah, evolutionary Yeah, well, I guess with that in mind, if you... If I say I often feel not as intelligent or capable as most people and you're like yeah actually that's me mm. well a healthy thing is to actually maybe what you're saying it's actually more healthy to feel like you are better than average are more intelligent than average so if you feel like you're less intelligent than average that's probably something to address because your confidence is low mm. um yeah well and, and like i talk about that sort of stuff online like self self-improvement right mm. regardless of whether where you feel you are like if you feel like you're above average, know that you might be tricking yourself. Yeah. So get help, put in the effort. If you feel like you're less than average, get some help, put yeah. in the effort. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it might be a different approach. You know, putting an effort and getting help might be a slightly different depending on what you've got. And I suppose that's what the scheme is sort of talking yeah. about as well, right? And you can get over it. You can get better. And this is the book that talks about like, some red flags and one of them is too much chemistry in a relationship. That's right. That's what the... That's yeah, what that's what started all of this. So can you just um, say the, the title and the author again? Reinventing Your Life. Jeffrey Young and Janet Colosco. And we'll chuck a link down below so you can grab yourself a copy if this rambling uh, talk of... What are we talking about? Slavery in, in Russia <laughs> and... and uh, um, Getting over your schemas. and... Talking about the book and a whole variety of things. If they, if if if, if we've sold a copy of the book to you, yeah, go, no, just go to the library. Go to the library. I, yeah. I actually just went to the library. I mean, Zach's mum apparently bought it and then now doesn't want it and has given it to me. Because so I now actually own a copy. But when I read it, I, I just went to the library. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, go to the library. But and then, it's, it's no, but popular then, but enough. Then, but then you can't, like, write in it, you know? You have to, like, yeah. write number one on the piece of yeah, paper on the side. And, that's true. You know, like... You can't take your notes that Zach likes to take. I didn't do any I notes. Did. I just... I did. I just laugh at my face. <laughs> yes. you did. See, you tell me the laugh at your face thing, and then, like, you do it, and you neglect the laughing well, at your sometimes face. Sometimes I don't. So now, like, do I take offence to that? No. Or do I do the Russian... Like, so, but how do I know, Maria? How do I know you're laughing at my face in one time, and then you're not in the other time? Where's the consistency? Because it like builds up. You don't just like 
burst out laughing if the other person's not laughing. Like you make a little comment, then the other person makes a little comment, then it's you like laugh a little, a little. Like a flirt laugh. Like yeah. you build it up, build it up, and all of a sudden belly laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Russians really, really just, like belly laughing. You're just really just insulting the hell out of people. Just no, laughing at their faces. It's not like that. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I just want to say one last thing about this book, though. <laughs> just, just shut up and listen for a second. <laughs> See, there's the belly laugh. <laughs> See? Yes. You've got the belly laugh. What what little bit more would you like to say about the book? Well. That they're going to borrow from the library and cannot write in and don't take notes. No. Yeah, go, I got the Anyway, it talks a lot about like healing by doing these really amazing visualizations, which is easy to underrate, but like you should actually try them. It's like um, imagining your inner child. So, side note. Back to that idea of your, your 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 psychologist just being shocked when you do the activities. Mm. You know when you read a self help book mm-hmm. and you do the activities, and a lot of them work. Yeah. When people read my book, like I took all of the stuff that I found that worked, mm-hmm. put it all into one book, mm-hmm. and then I can read my own book. That's full of stuff. That I just told you to read your own book just last week. I know. Week. I need to reread my own book. He like had an issue, and I was like. You've written about this. It's funny because, like, it's what I know works, but maintaining everything, it is is good to have a reference and good to see. It's like when you're in a good place, you're like, oh, I know what works, I'm going to write it down. But then if you're in a bad place, you're like, hang on, what was that a thing again? No, no, (laughs) no. It's more that you have to actually do it. Yeah, okay. And then, like. Which you usually do. It it takes. When when I'm, like, I, I wrote it, stuff that I have found that has worked. Yeah. So that I know if something happens again, that should work. Yeah. And like, but it's like when I'm in the mental state, like, you know, that yeah. idea of like the drunk person can't. Oh yeah. The drunk, the drunk person doesn't know how drunk they are because the thing that's measuring the drunkness is itself drunk. Yes. That is a huge thing. Right. Yeah. So when I'm depressed or when I'm, I call it mental affliction. Yeah. When I'm mentally afflicted, the thing that's judging the mental affliction is itself mentally afflicted. Exactly. So getting that thing. person. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Zach then. To do the thing that Zach then needs to do. Yeah. I should definitely just go straight to doing it. But no, it's just but like that's... To even recognize to take that step is... Yeah. I mean, oof. I guess what I'm saying is like everyone has lapses. Like mm. like you've literally written a book on this stuff, but you still sometimes forget for like one afternoon and, and then you remember, but, you know. The, the, back to like talking about like the psychologist, the reason I'm seeing the second psychiatrist, mm. going to see a psychiatrist is because... I'm looking towards looking at a medica- medication option mm, to mm. help me when I do go to a like in like like day to day. I feel like I'm okay, mm, but there oh, are yeah. just drops of yeah. At the moment, I'm, like I wrote the poetry book, and now I felt like like that sort of opened up, and I had a bunch of like triggers, and a bunch of stuff happened, mm, mm. sort of all in a big row. Work stress, other things, and then. Since then, I've sort of felt like the sort of dam's broken and I'm feeling more, mm. feeling more like love and positivity. Like, I feel That's like I've, I'm connecting with Archer far more than I ever have. I think right? so. And like, obviously he's getting older and it's getting easier to connect, but I feel like, you know, I'm just giving more and feeling more yeah. and it just, you know, it feels more like it, you know, it just feels lovely. Like, I feel like I'm like, anyway, so like there's, it's, there's good sides to this as well, but it's just, it's unlocking this low side and, yeah, you know, that's what I've associated from. And anyway, I'm recognizing the, the, the need to go back on medication potentially yeah. to or at least speak to a psychiatrist and be like hey mm. 
what's the option here? Because in general, I'm fine, but when I'm, you know, but but then I'll get the psychologist to, you know, share her, yeah, her insight ideas. and all that sort of stuff. The reason I'm saying this is in the book I wrote, you know, try everything first yeah. as a suicide prevention. Absolutely. Right. Not that I'm going to be suicidal, but I've had those thoughts recently. It's worth trying everything first. Exactly. Before you actually start listening to those thoughts, you should try. Well, it's the thoughts are, are there screaming. But and that's it's, it's, like it's not you, even it's not even screaming yeah. like it's becoming them. It's yeah. Like, it's like it's like usually it's they're either not present mm-hmm. or they're easily ignored or yeah. dillable. Yeah. But it's just they're very strong or very like mindless in terms of like mindfulness. It's like the opposite of that mindlessness. Yeah. yeah okay. In that yeah. sense. In the sense of like they just overwhelm you, whereas like the mindful approach and the meditation does help is to be able to step back and see them for their own thought patterns. But I feel like I need a little bit of extra backup in that approach right now. Just to right make now. sure you calm down a little bit, yeah, During, in that moment, yeah. In that, in that moment. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I feel like we should wrap this up because I've been sort of rambling for... Yeah, okay. An hour and ten... Seven, about 70 minutes. That's but cool. I feel, I feel like... Before we do that, you're going to want to share a just little... Just do the visualizations. A little bit more about... Just do the visualizations. Just do the just do the thing. That's the, They're visualizations. You're good at remembering those tangents. Yeah, like, yeah. How do you hold that in your brain? I'm like, holding it. I'm holding it this whole time. Because, like, I ramble. I, I, go, I, go, I go down rabbit holes and you're like, no, no, I got this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just holding the line I hold, like, here. one or two things. Like, no, I'm getting back to this damn thing. <laughs> do the damn visualizations. They're really great. And they're going to, like, heal you from the inside. It's going to be amazing. Mm. Even just do a couple. Couple in the visualizations in the book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They describe it, yeah. Don't have to do any other activities. Just do that. Done. Cool. Thank you for joining me, buddy. Thank you. (laughs) 